quiz time. Yay! What is the most foolish thing you have ever seen? Something that made you think that is just so silly. My sister Sophie, when she was a little girl, uh, she decided she'd cut her hair. She decided she'd cut herself a fringe. Uh, so she took some scissors and she made herself one. Okay. The cute kid's me. And if you go again, I've just outlined how bad that fringe was. <laughs> like a whole lightning shape. The hair was sticking up everywhere. She had no idea what she was doing cutting a fringe at that age. Uh, and this is a, a story I found on the internet, also of great foolishness, which I think is great. It's a story from a mum who says, I went to go to the toilet and I put my two kids in their room with the door open and the gate up, and I also had the bathroom door open. I came out to find a dozen eggs cracked on the kitchen floor and my youngest covered in peanut butter, naked. Those kids would have looked ridiculous. And Paul's warning in God's word tonight for us is that we need to be careful to watch what we believe as Christians or we will end up as foolish as these stories, like naked peanut butter babies. And so if you look on your outline, you'll see that the three things, you'll see the three things we need to know to avoid being fools. Firstly, that salvation comes by faith. Secondly, that the law is powerless to save. And thirdly, that we need to continue by faith. And so our first point is that salvation comes by faith. Paul, who's writing this letter, had taught the Galatians, who he's writing to, about Jesus. He taught them that they could be made right with Jesus, that they could have eternal life. And he had taught them that this comes by putting their trust in Jesus, just like we have been taught. But the people Paul was writing to now had started to think that they needed to do things to make themselves right with God. They were thinking... We need to do good things and we need to make God pleased with us and I need to do it by myself and then God will accept me. Paul wants to make it very clear that this is just not true. They're saved by one thing and that is their faith in Jesus. And so he reminds them that when they first became Christian, it had been by faith only. In verse 2, he challenges them. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law? Or did you receive the Spirit by believing what you heard? He asks it like it's a question, but there is only one answer. They received the Holy Spirit by believing in Jesus. And so he asks again in verse 5. Why does God give you his Spirit? Why does he work miracles among you? Is it because you heard what the law says? Or is it because you believe what you have heard? He asks it as a question, but again, there is only one answer. It was only by believing what they had heard that God gave them his spirit and worked among them. Because they had faith, not because they were doing the right thing. The Galatians had received this precious gift from God, his Holy Spirit and eternal life with him by having faith in Jesus. Salvation had come to them by faith and salvation comes to us by faith as well. And if you look later in the passage, it says that we receive the promise of the Holy Spirit by believing in Christ. Jesus is the one who saves us. Verse 13 tells us, Christ set us free from the curse of the law. He did it by becoming a curse for us. 
It is written, everyone who is hung on a pole is under God's curse. Jesus set us free. We were under a curse. Our sin and our rejection of God led to death. But Jesus, he set us free so that we don't have to face that death. We can now receive blessing. We can receive eternal life with God. We can receive a relationship with him. Our salvation comes because Jesus took our place. And that's why Paul says early on, you foolish people of Galatia, who has put you under an evil spell? When I preached, I clearly showed you that Jesus Christ had been nailed to the cross. Jesus' death on the cross is what shows us that we are saved by God. Only his death can make us right, and so he is the one we need to put our faith in. When we put our faith in Jesus, we are right with God. Salvation came to the Galatians by faith, and salvation comes to us by faith in Jesus. And that is what Paul had taught them. And the Galatians believed that at first, when they put their trust in Jesus. But the problem is, they've now started to believe they need to do things to be made right with God. They started believing that as well as trusting in Jesus, they have to do this, or say that, or give this amount of money to be made right with God. They're saying, yeah, Jesus is pretty good, but for me to be really saved, I need to earn it myself. I need Jesus plus something else. But you know what Paul says to that? He calls them foolish. He says it is foolishness to think that you can trust in what you do to make you right with God. And the reason why is because the law is powerless to save. First, Paul points out how silly it is to think that you can be saved. To think that to be saved, you need Jesus plus something else. When you believe that, you're saying that Jesus' death isn't good enough. You're saying, look, Jesus, I know you died on the cross and that was great, but it just wasn't enough to make me fully right with God. It wasn't enough to get me all the way. It did a little and thank you for that, but I need to do something to make sure that I'm really right with God. That's total foolishness to say, because you're saying that Jesus' death wasn't enough. And that's what Paul means when he says in verse 4, have you suffered so much for nothing? And was it really for nothing? By trusting in what they do, they're saying their trust in Jesus and the ways they suffered for their faith was basically nothing. Jesus' death was for nothing, because unless his death can save them fully, there was no reason for it. And it's absolute foolishness for them to say that. And then Paul shows them how it's never possible to be right with God through what we do. In verse 10, he says, All who depend on obeying the law are under a curse. It is written, May everyone who doesn't continue to do everything that is written in the book of the law be under God's curse. You see, no matter how good we might be, how obedient or well-behaved or how helpful and kind we are, we can never keep every law. God's law tells us how to live in a way that is perfect and pleasing to him. But the problem is that every person is sinful and breaks God's law. We can never love and obey him with all our heart and soul and mind all the time. It is impossible for us to live without rejecting God. Everyone has sinned. But verse 10 says... May everyone who doesn't continue to do everything written in the book of the law be under God's curse. 
I don't know if you've ever made a meringue, but it's a little fiddly because they only use egg whites, not the yolk. And so what you have to do is crack the egg, and then, this is how my mum taught me to do it, you kind of pour the yolk from each half of the shell and let little bits of the white come out so that eventually all you have is just the egg white. And you have to do it because you can't let any of the yolk get into it. If you manage to get just the whites and you whip it up with some sugar, it looks like the next slide. Yeah, like that, you know, beautiful, I'd eat that, so great. But if any bit of the yolk gets into your mixture, you can sit there and whip it and whip it and whip it, and all you'll get is this. Sad, no one wants to eat it, super flat and boring. A little bit of yolk ruins the whole meringue. And in the same way, even breaking one law ruins our obedience to it. If you try to follow the law, if you say, I'm going to be acceptable by God by always doing the right thing, but if you do even one thing wrong, you can't be saved because you haven't kept it properly. So if you can't keep the law all the time, you're cursed and you're bound to die. For the law to save you, you need to keep all of it all the time. And we have more reasons why the law is just powerless to save us. In the Old Testament, God had said that his people will be saved and made right by faith. He told us in advance thousands of years ago that God's people would always be saved by faith. And that means it can never be the law that saves us. Paul writes that the law is based on doing. Verse 12 is quoting from the Old Testament that says, the law is not based on faith. In fact, it is just the opposite. It teaches that the one who does those things will live by them. So if you're trying to be saved and made right with God through the law, then you're relying on what you do. But God has told us that his plan for his people is to save them by faith. And so clearly the law is not part of God saving his people. That is not how his people are saved. And now the Galatians are caught up trying to follow these laws from God, saying that we can't be saved just by what we believe, but by what we do as we follow the law as well. You might be thinking, this can't be a warning to us because I don't even know the law. I don't try and follow it. And that's fair. Uh, it might not be the law you're relying on, but I think we can still be like the Galatians, thinking we can be made right by what we do. Thinking, hey Jesus, thanks for your help, but I really need to do the right thing for God to love me. So here's how you might be able to tell whether you're relying on what you do to be saved by God. If you've ever felt like you need to do a bunch of good things to make up for something you did wrong or something you feel really guilty about, then you might be thinking that you're saved by what you do. If you've ever felt like the reason you can be sure that you're going to heaven is because you always do the right thing, you read the Bible every day, you talk to your friends at school about Jesus, or you always unpack the dishwasher when you're asked, then you might be thinking that you're saved by what you do. And if you've ever looked at someone, maybe a friend at school, who just doesn't do the right thing often, and you've thought, there is no way they can be Christian, then you might be thinking that they're saved by what they do. In all these cases, we need to remember that we're not saved by what we do. It is impossible, in fact, for the things we do to save us. We are saved by Jesus as soon as we put our trust in him, as the one who rescued us from the curse of the law. 
And I want to make it clear that I'm not saying you should not care about what you do at all. What I'm saying is that you shouldn't rely on yourself doing all the right things to know that you're saved by God. But we should care how we live. Now that we know Jesus has given his life for us to be made right, we should live in a way that pleases him. So we've seen that we are saved by faith and that we've been warned that believing we can do the right things to please God is foolishness. But how can we heed that warning? How do we continue to live the right way, to trust Jesus and not give in to the temptation um, that we can judge how we're going with God by what we do? Well, I'm glad you asked because that is our third point. Continue by faith. Christians are saved by faith and that never changes. The Christian life is not about getting better and better at doing the right things until one day you can do all the right things so you know that God has accepted you. It's not about that. It is about putting faith in Jesus' death and looking to him only to be saved for your whole life. Paul wants the Galatians to hear this and to continue in faith. So he brings out the big guns and he points them to Abraham, a famous Jew. He shows them that even Abraham was not saved by what he did. He was saved by his faith in Jesus. That's why in verse 6, Paul says, think about Abraham. Scripture says Abraham believed God. God accepted Abraham because he believed. So his faith made him right with God. This shows that it has always been God's plan to save his people by faith. That every Christian is saved by faith in Christ Jesus, not what they do. So we shouldn't feel like as we grow into more mature Christians, we need to start being able to do all the right things to prove that we are growing or to prove that God is pleased with us. Instead, we need to always hold on to faith, knowing that without Jesus' death on the cross, we could never be made right with God. And the way to do this, the way to remain in faith, is to look to Jesus. Paul pointed the Galatians to Jesus' death on the cross to help them continue in faith. Because his death is what their faith and what our faith is in. Remember that his death is the moment he took on the curse of our sin so that we can receive the blessing of eternal life which comes through faith. To help us continue in faith for our whole lives, not relying on what we do, we need to remember Jesus and see his death on the cross as a reminder that we can only be saved by what he did for us. And this helps us when we're feeling guilty about our own sin or even when we're feeling proud about how good we are or how often we do the right thing. Because when you feel guilty, or you might be feeling like you've done something so bad that God could never accept you, you can look to Jesus and see that he died for that sin to bring you to God. His death on the cross is a reminder that it has been dealt with. And as you put your trust in him, that sin has been totally taken away and you are saved. No matter how guilty you may be feeling, by faith in Jesus' death, you are made right with God. And when you feel prideful about your own good deeds, feeling like, hey, I am killing this whole Christian thing. This is how I know God is really pleased with me because I always do the right thing. When you feel that way, remember Jesus. Remember that we were under the curse of sin without him. But he redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, by dying for us. He died so that we could have eternal life with God. And without him, we could never get there, no matter how good we are. 
no matter how good you feel about yourself, no matter how pleasing your actions may be, it is only those who have faith who are saved. And so as we continue in the Christian life, we need to continue by faith. Allowing ourselves to start thinking that we can be saved by what we do is foolishness. It won't save us. Jesus has died so that we might be saved and it is only through faith that we can be. We need to be careful not to forget it. Otherwise, we'll be like two kids left alone for a minute who get naked in the peanut butter and we will look like fools. We are fools if we start to think we can be made right with God by what we do. So let's continue in faith. I'm going to pray that God will help us do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you that he came and set us free from the curse of our sin by dying for us. Please help us to remember this. Help us to know that we are made right with you because of Jesus. And help us never to rely on what we do. Instead, help us always to look to Jesus and remember his death on the cross for us. Amen.